Hey everyone, welcome to the Acrobatic Arts Podcast. I'm Loren, and I will be interviewing some of the top leaders and innovators from the dance and acrobatic industry. If you are a teacher, performer, student, or a lifelong learner like myself, you are sure to find these episodes intriguing and full of inspiration. Acrobatic Arts is passionate about providing current and relevant information for everyone. So please, sit back and enjoy as we share our passion with you and the world. Get ready for an exciting episode. We are going to dive into the world of tumbling with Acrobatic Arts Master Trainer, Kate Evans. Kate provides expert advice on the essential elements for safe tumbling skills. Kate Evans, hello and welcome back to the Acrobatic Arts Podcast. Hi, Lauren. I am so excited to be back on here sharing with our fantastic community. Kate, it's always a pleasure to have you on the show. And for anyone that hasn't listened to your previous episodes, let them know who you are, where you are, and what you do. Well, Lauren, I'm in Australia in sunny Queensland on the Sunshine Coast. I have a studio called Beats Per Minute Performing Arts, and I've been running that for about 27 years now. So I am an already registered teacher. I'm a com dance examiner, and my joy and pride comes from working for this fantastic company, Acrobatic Arts. So in Acrobatic Arts, I'm a course conductor and examiner, and I also am a course conductor and an examiner for Aerial Arts and Elixir Flexibility. Well, we are so lucky to have you. I just want to give everyone maybe a little context about this episode. Back in January of this year, 2023, I had Mandy Yip on the podcast, and Mandy is the founder and CEO of Acrobatic Arts, and she was telling us about the areas of acro that teachers were struggling with and that she always received the most questions about, and one of those areas was tumbling. So we thought, why not bring one of our brilliant staff members onto the show and discuss the ups and downs of tumbling? So Kate, what can you tell us about tumbling? Well, Loren, I totally hear those teachers. Tumbling for dancers, getting that power, it's a really, really tricky thing to do. We often find that we can achieve the limbering and even the flexibility skills but trying to find the power for tumbling does come with a lot more difficulty. We find that in acrobatics, tumbling is done on a hard floor or a really firm mat. So the power has to come from somewhere. And this energy or power generation has to come from the dancer's own body. So unlike gymnastics, where the floor is sprung and power generation and energy is supported by the floor, our acrobats have to train that power from within. And often that can be quite tedious and a very long journey. So my question would be, where does this power come from? And how can we help our dancers to build that power that will, in the end, support their tumbling skills? Well, Miss Loren and teachers, you guessed it. My favorite word, and I know you've heard it a million times, and you'll likely hear it a million more times, progressions. It all starts in the progressions. The beauty of the acrobatic arts syllabus is that it's all laid out for you. So if we head all the way back to the beginning with primary, our very first level in the syllabus, we can see all the progressions for power right there. Hops, gallops, somersault, frog jumps, tuck jumps, as well as some skills that you wouldn't maybe associate with power, such as right and left foot retire, rise on demi point, stretch and flex the feet. 
Almost every skill that the dancers do in primary is working towards building that power that's required to hit the bigger skills that come much further down the track. A frog jump, for example, is a plyometric exercise that's used to train explosive power with height and distance. As you work through the levels, we want to retain these plyometric exercises found within the syllabus, as well as add others to support the generation of power for our dancers. By adding repetitions and time, your dancers will be well on their way to successful tumbling. Kate, I'm so glad you mentioned primary as the beginning of tumbling, because even when I teach the preschool courses, I talk about as an organized teacher, you need to think not just of that year that you're teaching them, but also in five to seven years, what do you want them to be able to do? And I think that's what you're talking about is building right from the beginning. And that is really the recipe for success. So why is it that some dancers will still struggle with power? You're absolutely right, Loren. The element that I find that is often forgotten or not given the love that they actually deserve are our precious little feet. Our feet are the foundation, quite literally, of everything we do. They are the last thing to leave the floor and the very first thing when we land. So we need to treat our beautiful little feet with the value and love and importance. I believe a strong focus on strengthening our feet as well as building flexibility, mobility and stability in our feet is absolutely crucial to your dancers achieving the power that is required to hit those high level tumbling skills. So we want to make sure that our dancers not only have the mobility and flexibility, but also strength and stability. And they are all different elements to not only get the height and distance, but also most importantly, to serve as injury prevention, to keep our dancers safe so they can recover and land their skills. Correct and proper foot positioning during landing helps to absorb the impact, reducing stress on joints and preventing injuries. Proper foot alignment and engagement contribute to maintaining balance and stability throughout the various movements. As far as power generation is concerned, the feet are responsible for generating power at takeoff. Pushing off the ground with the feet initiates upward momentum, providing the necessary force for our aerial and tumbling skills. The quality of the takeoff from the feet greatly impacts the height and control of our aerial and tumbling movements. Proper foot alignment can also affect the alignment of the entire body during tumbling skills. Misaligned feet can lead to improper body posture or body shaping and actually affect the execution of the skill. The feet transfer force through the body during our complex acrobatic sequences. For example, if we look at the pre-professional three skill of the aerial back handspring back layout, in this movement, we need strong and coordinated foot movements that allow for efficient energy transfer and fluid transitions. This is going to maintain the rhythm of the skill. Foot placement and control influence the accuracy and the control of tumbling movements. The sensory feedback that the feet provide help our acrobats maintain spatial awareness whilst in the air. The awareness of foot position can also aid in making adjustments and minor corrections whilst midair in the movement. As we're on a hard floor, our dancers need to train correct foot grip and traction. The feet must effectively grip the surface to prevent slipping and also to provide stability. A common error I see when examining and teaching workshops is landing and taking off the ball of the foot. 
Often dancers do not contact the floor with a flat foot and get that heel drive that's required for power. This can be extremely dangerous, especially in our back tumbling, where the generation of momentum backwards is essential for safety. Training this with discipline and diligence throughout progressions and drills will assist to ingrain correct and effective use of the feet. So we have to really pay attention to those feet and get them working in the correct alignment and motion, as you mentioned. Now, what else do you think is going to help our students or what can you tell the teachers that will help their students to achieve the height, distance, and speed elements of power to support their tumbling? Well, aside from the amazing acrobatic art syllabus that we have, there is some other training that we can do to supplement our students in their growth. One that I specifically love is plyometric exercises. Now, these are excellent for improving power and explosiveness, as well as coordination in acrobatics. Plyometrics are explosive exercises that help to improve your dancer's ability to generate force quickly. So we're going to have a little chat about a few exercises that could assist your dancer with power output. To start with, depth jumps. In a depth jump, we start off on a raised surface like a box or a stack of mats, and we're going to step off. As soon as the foot touches the ground, we immediately want to explode upward into a vertical jump. And this is where that heel drive becomes very important. This exercise helps to train the body to generate explosive power as well as absorb impact, which is really useful for safe landings after tumbling movements. Now, the opposite of this one is a box jump. So for this, again, we would want to choose an appropriate height that the student can jump up onto. For this one, the focus is on landing softly and with control. Box jumps also help to improve vertical height, lower body power, and landing technique. Now, one for the upper body is a clap push-up. In this skill, we're going to perform a push-up, but with enough force to lift your hands off the ground and clap mid-air before landing back in a push-up position. This is fantastic for building upper body explosiveness, which is beneficial for handstands, cartwheels, donkey kicks, blocking, all of those things that are necessary for our dancers in tumbling. Now, there are many, many plyometric exercises, so a few others that you could have a look into are tuck jumps, bounding, split jumps, squat jumps, ankle hops, lateral hurdle jumps, single leg box jumps, and then you can start to create some variations by adding them together. Don't forget to include your overhead and upper body plyometrics as well such as medicine ball throws and kettlebell swings. Another great option is to include isometric training. You can put your isometric training into any of the above exercises that I listed, or even into your syllabus skills to enhance explosive strength and control. In an isometric exercise, we want to incorporate what we call an isometric hold. And this can be done at various points of the movement, such as a squat jump with a pause at the bottom. Now, cross-training your dancers in other genres, such as ballet, jazz, and contemporary, will also assist. We see many of these movements that I've mentioned in these genres. For example, the allegro portion of classical. We would have the students doing tong leves, or in plain English, a single leg hop in retire. These jumps repeatedly jump vertically on one leg, with a focus on height and control. A single leg hop or a tongue leve in retire improves leg power, stability, and balance. And we can see that cross-training into our acrobatics and our tumbling. Breaking down the entrance and exit into our tumbling skills 
and training these in isolation is another way to help your dancers. I always train hollow, hurdles, step hop, gallops in isolation across the mat to ensure that they've got the correct body shaping. They have line and extension and whole foot contact with the floor. We want to remember in all of these exercises to prioritize correct and proper form as well as technique to prevent injuries. We want to incorporate a variety of these exercises into the student's training routine and progress them gradually to challenge their muscles and nervous system. Combining explosive strength training with skill-specific drills and practice to improve your tumbling performance for our students. Something that teachers also have commented on, and this has come up on our Facebook page quite a bit, is maybe your student achieved a skill once and then all of a sudden they can't do it. Or maybe you know they have everything they need to accomplish the skill, but something's stopping them. Can you touch on the mental aspect of training? Absolutely. As you mentioned, Ms. Loren, for some students, they may be doing everything physically, but it's just not enough. A really important factor that we commonly don't discuss, which again is crucial in the fundamental elements for our dancers to achieve their skills in tumbling, is courage or mental tenacity. Now, this is often overlooked as we get so busy in the classroom working on the physical aspects and elements, as well as skill acquisition required to get that back handspring and get that back layout. Mental tenacity and courage is an essential part to your student's development towards back tumbling. The only way we can get this is through practice, practice, and more practice. Repetition is going to build up your dancer's confidence. Now that feeling of confidence, it's actually a scientific thing. We need to be patient. I often say to my dancers, we can't gift time. As we know, the body's neural system requires repetition to build muscle memory. In tumbling, the movements are just so quick. We need the body to know exactly where it's going in space because we don't have time to think about it. And this is where repetition and the development of muscle memory comes into play to subsequently build confidence. We need to work through the progressions thoroughly at proficient form. We need to work through our skill ladders and maintain the correct form and body shaping. Even when your dancer has a skill, as you mentioned, sometimes for whatever reason, they may essentially lose the skill. And I see this a lot happening in training. It can be physical from an injury, or it could be mental from a fright or a really close landing. To be able to get their skill back, we need to build confidence. We need to go back to the beginning, take them right back through the progressions and the drills. And this process will be quicker second time through. We need to aim to regenerate those neural pathways so they are no longer impacted or ingrained with a negative emotion. This is where fear comes into play. This can cause a dancer to doubt and hesitate at takeoff or even worse, in the middle of a skill. So having your dancer not attempt skills when they are not ready or haven't followed the progressions is really, really important. They shouldn't feel fear. This is a flag or a sign that they may not quite be ready yet. They need to slow down, step it back and give themselves a little bit more time and be that little bit more patient. Once you do have your dancer back on track and they have all the elements and they're getting their skills, what do we do next? Well, this is the best bit because it's just the beginning. This is where we bring in variations. 
Variations are such an important element to your class. Once your student is executing the skill to a high level of proficiency, we don't want to lose all the fundamental elements and all of that hard work. Instead, we want to ingrain it and strengthen it even more. And we can do this through variations. This is going to challenge your student with different entrances, different exits, while still strengthening the technique and ingraining the body shaping and muscle memory in your dancer. We can do so many different and creative things into and out of the skills to keep the dancers from getting bored and switching off. Remember to always train right and left side immediately. As soon as they have the skill on one side, we want to straight away start training it on the other side. Now we all know how important it is for whole body health and injury prevention to train both sides, but we do see our students developing that feeling or preference towards one side, especially in high level tumbling. But once they get it on one side, switch straight to the other side, this is going to continually challenge your students to grow. Other ways that we can keep it interesting for our dancers is to change the arm lines within the skills. You could also play with the rhythm or dynamic of the skill. For example, asking the dancer to slow it down or split earlier or later. And we can see this within the example of a back handspring to chest roll, where we slow down the back handspring to enable them to do the chest roll down to the floor with control and fluidity. I totally agree, Kate. Variations are the key to keeping your dancers interested in uh, continuing their training and, and having fun as well because they get excited to try new things. Speaking of new things, maybe for some of our teachers out there or some of our listeners, we at Acrobatic Arts have a aerial back handspring course as well as our modules. And I believe that in Australia, the summer tour is coming. Can you tell us about that, Kate? Absolutely. The best time of the year. It's so exciting to get all of our teachers together and we have so many opportunities happening for Australia and New Zealand. We'll be presenting our Module 1, Module 2, as well as our Aerial Back Handspring Workshop in January. And we'll be doing this in Maroochydore in Queensland, Sydney, New South Wales, as well as in Perth in WA. Now, if you've already trained in these courses, don't forget to come along and take a refresher and catch up and reconnect with our beautiful acrobatic arts family. An exciting thing is that we're not only having courses in Australia, but we also have courses running in New Zealand. These will be happening in Wellington in October 2024. Remember that if you can't make it to a practical course, we have many other really great opportunities for you to join us live and online. Fantastic, Kate. I think anyone who lives in New Zealand or Australia should really take advantage of the in-person courses. In Acrobatic Arts here in Australia, we hear from studios every single day looking to hire our certified teachers. It's a skill set that is so high in demand at the moment and absolutely growing. I can't tell you how many times I wake up, get a message from a teacher looking for an acrobatics teacher. Adding an Acrodance certification to your portfolio increases your value as a teacher and undoubtedly creates more opportunity for you and your students. So remember, if you've already trained in your module one or module two, consider a refresher or also check out some of the amazing workshops that we offer, such as the aerial cartwheel workshop or the aerial arts or even a contortion workshop. There's so much out there to keep your education growing, keep you interested and inspired so that you can take it back to your classroom and help to progress your students. Kate, 
It feels like our time together is never long enough, but I do always appreciate your acrobatic wisdom. Thank you so much for talking with me today. Thank you, Miss Loren. It's been an absolute pleasure. I'm sure everyone is going to take away so many new drills and exercises that they can use for training tumbling in their acro classes. Remember, if you have a topic that you would like me to explore on this podcast, email admin at acrobaticarts.com and I will be sure to look into it. Thanks for listening, everyone, and have a great day.